This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Meanwhile, on the north side, the Cubs. Oh, my it God. It is fun yes, to be is. a Cub fan. They had a, an entertaining series over the weekend in Cincinnati. They blew two leads. That's they, a pity. They could have swept, but you know what? It happens. The Reds are playing for something as well. You don't like to see the way the Cubs lost those games, but Justin Steele did what aces do yesterday. Stopped the bleeding and gave everyone reason to think, okay, whoo he he could be the Cy Young Award winner. You can argue, and I you know, I understand you're only looking at numbers and you're only it's about the performance, but you know, to me, it's also about being at your best when you're needed the most. I mean, you look at what he's doing right now, the last couple games, and it's been all year long. I'm not singling that out, but you know, Mark Marcus Stroman is not coming back anytime soon. And you're rolling guys out there and you're uncertain and you got youth. And this guy is giving you his best performance. That might have been his best game of his career. I, doubt, I don't I don't doubt that for a moment. That that was Justin Steele's best game ever. And given you're in a pennant race, and given that you have to have it given the issues on your staff. Mm-hmm. Come on now. How do you not take into account that this is a guy who's putting his team on his back? You you have to factor that in. I, lo- I love the way David Ross referred to it post game, talking about, you know, he's the win day guy. When you need a win on that day, he's the guy and he wants to be that guy, relishes the role. And, you know, everybody compares, and it's obvious that we're going to do that with the lefty, with the Cubs, but that was a John Lester-like performance yesterday. It was huge. In a it big moment, he comes through in the clutch. and No shadow of a doubt. He didn't seem tired at the end. He seemed like the adrenaline from the crowd energized him to kind of get that final out, and then the bullpen did the rest. Great win for the Cubs. Yeah, great win, great performance by him. And I'm telling you, I, I you know, Blake, Blake Snell, God bless him. You know, let's go play a video game together. That guy's team is one. It's it, it's not as disappointing as the White Sox, but it's a very disappointing team. And his wins, yeah, okay, they they mean nothing at this point to the to the the actual um, team 
ability to get in the play. They're done. So I think, I, again, I want them to take that into account when they're looking at I, I, w- I hope they do. I, the, the Cubs have 24 games left like the Sox, and I believe that Justin Steele could get maybe four, possibly five, I probably four more starts. So you wonder where his win total will be. I know that wins don't mean as no. much, but still, if he could get to 20, that would be kind of a, a special number. He has done everything they've asked him to do, and then some, especially when we had that midseason scare with the uh, forearm and everything that he went through there. But he did what he needed to do on Monday, and the professor gets his turn tonight, and he's been rolling. He's yes. been very good been and consistent, good. so it wouldn't su- surprise me if he's if he's the guy that is, again, gives them a chance to win, holds the Giants to three or fewer runs, and let the bullpen kind of step in and do what they do. Yeah, tonight the Cubs take on the Giants again at Wrigley Field. The pregame begins at 6.05. First pitch at 6.40 here on the score and the Xfinity Cubs radio network. To your point, too, is a good one. They don't have Stroman, but look at what Jordan Wicks has done in two starts. Oh, he's been Five innings each start and one run. He's been tremendous. And Javier Assad. Assad's been phenomenal. He's been the guy that Marcus Stroman was supposed to be. Yeah. And he's filled in in nicely in in that role unexpectedly. Nobody would have thought, right, at the beginning of the season. Right. Javier Assad's the guy you're going to count on in September to win big games. But that's what that's the beauty of of kind of young pitchers and young players. It's great. Really understanding the significance of what they're achieving at the time. You're just kind of playing the game and you're all worked up and you're feeding off each other. It's it's a wonderful uh it's a wonderful time of year. I I wish they had done better against Cincy. We'll we'll get into that, but uh hey, as you say, you know, it's uh look where they're at right now. You got to feel pretty good about it. Listen. It's Packers week. Not only is it Packers week, but for the first time in 32 years, they're not bringing some Hall of Fame quarterback. How about that? Huh? Well, we don't think so, but I, well, I know it, what you mean. Yes, it better not be. He better not be on that track. I'm not going to start. I just think you're the you're one right. who said he wasn't. He's not going to be, so trust me here. I love the back page of the Sun-Times with a picture of Aaron Rodgers in relation and the two Packers week. Absentee owner. He's absent. The That's owner, right. the guy who has owned the Bears, is gone. So now you got a chance. Now it's Justin Fields, Jordan Love, and some people will talk about it. I heard Grody talking yesterday already. We can talk to Grody. It's a must-win game for the Bears. It's the first game for the Bears. You can't do, you don't want to lose it, but we'll we'll debate that all week long. But Fields, Love, who's got the brighter future? Who's going to be the better team this year? Right now, I think you could make the argument for either team, but it's fun to be here Tuesday to begin Packer Week. It is the first game of the rest of their careers. (laughs) It's a whole new world. It's a whole new world. All kinds of possibility. I just don't want to come. It is. It's full of possibility. The Bears better get healthy defensively. The, the Jaquan Brisker thing is still somewhat mysterious, and I hope that he plays as well as he talked yesterday because if he does, the Bears are going to be fine. But I just want them to win that first game at home so it sets up the rest of the season in a way that provides a little bit of hope, just a little bit of hope. You hope they win at home because I believe you predicted it yeah, at right. the start of the that year. Too. 
There's that. We got to get into this. We got to come up with our predictions. And I think the Bears are fascinating because I think you can argue that they may lose 10 games and you can argue they may win 10 games. That was a good exercise in the Tribune on yes. Sunday. They, they looked at both scenarios, and, and I good. think that you legitimately could make both arguments. Dustin couldn't, Well, you could. I, <laughs> Dustin has them winning, what, 10 to 12? What, where are we now in the optimism he, meter? Kind he of had off 11, the and then he went to 12, yeah. and now he's back at 11. Maybe it depends on what time on a Friday you ask him. But yeah. I do think that maybe that's a little bit – bit much it's dustin trying to be you know full of controversy the sign of of that yake guy as dave wansett would say was worth another win so if i had 11 that means now i have to have 12 i don't need yannick i'll take yannick yeah. bears win 12 games you- okay okay they got yannick he's gonna be there rushing jordan games. love 12 12 and 5 i'm not there yet 12 and 5 i'm not even close like- to that that puts them in like, I mean, when do you know you how much fun now, our jobs would be if they were twelve and five this year? Well, my God, but, but I mean, do you know how temporary that would be if they were twelve and five? Like, you want them to build towards something, don't you? Like the one thing about, you know, when Matt Nagy came here in his first year and didn't they win twelve games? That that was not sustainable. Well, and I think that's it. Should have been though. Well, it could have been. I don't know. It wasn't. Maybe if you drafted Mahomes, but they didn't, and. Uh, that's too Somebody's going to draft the next Mahomes. Did you see USC on Saturday night? Goodness sakes. Oh, boy. I Goodness watched, sakes. I watched some college football. Oh, I watched a lot of college some, football. I loved the first weekend results. of college football. What was the most surprising result to you? Oh, uh, it could have been last night, Duke beating Clemson. I although think it was last you, night, you could have beating Clemson. possibly anticipated that because I think that there's a parallel with Clemson. We just talked about the Packers. Yes. Clemson is finding out with Dabo Sweeney that when you have to move on after two generational quarterbacks, not so easy to win. And what was absolutely brilliant about it, just from my outside perspective, was they literally – talked about getting the hell out of that conference faster than anyone ever has, and they were going to let you know in a week how they were getting out, and they are going to figure out a way around whatever they're – Clemson's going to join the, exactly. you know, the, the, AF, the NFC South next, exactly. you know, because they're that, that good. And that is Dabo it. is this kind of a coach. And, and everybody talking so yeah. much smack. Yeah. And then to, get, it. It was to get wiped out I, by I enjoyed Duke. That. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that even more than seeing – Brian Kelly's smirk being erased off his face. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that boy, too. You know what, Brian Kelly in the post game, he did not sound Cajun. <laughs> he did not at all. We certainly um, are not the football team that I thought we were. Uh, this is a total failure on a coaching standpoint and and, and a player standpoint that um, you know we have to obviously uh, address and we have to own. For some reason, we thought we were somebody else. Thought we were the two-time national champion Georgia Bulldogs or something. I don't know what we thought, but we were mistaken. You thought you were Cajun. I think <laughs> I heard you talk to that. <laughs> he access. sounded very Midwestern there, didn't he? He sounded Dower very and Midwestern. Yeah. Very mediocre, too. But also, I mean, it was a coaching failure, but those players stayed. But you know what? I mean, he really you did. You want me to answer Brian <laughs> Kelly's question? Yeah. If I was sitting there and yeah. giving him a chance to yeah. respond? You know why you thought that you were better than you were? Because you were telling everybody before the game. Yeah. 
We're going to win this game. Florida State is, he, is not going to be any match. He was talking trash. He he had a Georgian accent. <laughs> Y'all? I'm here with my family. Come on. I'm here with my family. Nobody feels sorry for that guy. No. And they got what they deserved. Florida State looked like Florida State when Deion I Sanders mean, was there. Here's the thing about college football, especially in a year like this. You lose your opener. Are you eliminated? Like I know that sounds crazy. Not necessarily. But, it depends on who you lose it to. Well, but but I'm just saying there you, are probably ten or eleven teams that can win a title. Maybe a dozen teams that could win the title this year. You know, you, that's a good point. And if you're LSU, you certainly fear that. Yes. But you also hope that you can play your way back into contention because you're in a conference that's going to allow you to do that. So that's the good news. But, the but, bad news is if you can't beat Florida State in your opener with all this time to prepare, yes. what makes you think you can beat Georgia or Bama? Well, that, and, and here's the problem is that you've lost your first game out of conference and you play in the toughest conference this side of the Big Ten. See, see what I did there? I did see what you did there. Um, and so you – I didn't want to – Do they play Colorado? Uh, I don't know. How about Diaz, <laughs> Keep some receipts. We can get into the Deion Sanders Colorado phenomenon because that was fun on Saturday to watch that game. And we talked about it on Friday what we were looking forward to watching. And that was near the top of the list for me. What a performance. What an impression. What a debut. Oh, he was fantastic. He was fantastic. And, and you know, the, I mean, Deion. His players were fantastic. The coaching was outstanding. The offensive coordinator, Sean Lewis, who left Kent State as a head coach. Yes. The pride of Richards High School here in town. And he is a guy. I thought that was um, I thought that was um, three. Didn't he go to Richards? Did he go to Richards? Yeah, he did. He did go to Richards. That's where Sean Lewis is from, too, I believe. And he's going to be a name to keep an eye on. Because if they're going to score 40, what, 47 points on TCU... What can they do in their conference, whatever conference they belong to now? <laughs> and they've got Nebraska next. Yeah, Matt but I'm Rule. saying just a good, like, good rivalry like that, and that's that's the home opener for Colorado. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's another game to like look forward to that's coming up on great Saturday. College town, talk about college towns. Yeah, Boulder, Colorado, of course, great stadium, terrific downtown. I love Boulder. Um, fired up at college football. It's yeah, back. I think college football, you should be fired up. But, again, the the reality is that the NFL starts. Thursday. And the Bears, the, the NFL starts Thursday. How about that game? It's the great Patrick Mahomes, and it's the, the uh, champion uh, Kansas City Chiefs against the Lions. Yeah. Against the NFC it, uh, North favorite Lions. I think that they're – they're, they're You're in not for a, a humbling. Guy. I'm not a Dan Campbell guy right now, and I think that everyone's talking about the Chiefs on upset alert. Okay, they can be on alert. They're going to miss Chris Jones, yes. but I still think that it's going to be it's going to be a reminder of just how special Mahomes is and how good the Chiefs are. Uh, it's all that is true, and it's going to be fun to watch though because you get a little preview of what's coming down the line, and hopefully. Uh, the, the Bears take care of their business and they dominate their division and all that stuff, and we'll get into it because it is Packer Week. We got so much to pick apart. We'll go through all the stories of the weekend. It was a long weekend.
It's Mully and Haw at Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score.